This is Amira Murad, the host of The Locker Room Podcast. As a former NBA dancer of eight years, captain and assistant coach of an NBA dance team, I know what it actually takes to make it onto a team and stay on one. It wasn't an easy road to get there, but it was worth it. After getting cut, being told no, not making it back on teams along the way, I knew that my perseverance, confidence, and talent would get me to where I wanted to go, no matter how long it took to get there. That is why I started my company, The Cultivate Code, a training and mentorship program to support aspiring pro dancers make it onto their dream team. In the past few years, TCC has supported over 50 dancers in making it onto NFL, NBA, and semi-pro teams, and we can't wait to support you on this journey. Join me here weekly in the locker room where we'll cover all things pro sports dance teams. You'll hear from industry leaders, other pro dancers, and gain insights on what you need to do to show up as your best self and how you can make it onto your dream team. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Cultivate Code to connect with me, find ways to work with TCC, and send all the topics and questions you have that you want to hear about. We're so happy to have you here as part of the TCC fam. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I thought that we would dive into how to stand out at an audition for either NFL, NBA, semi-pro team, but give you insight from a judge's perspective. So we'll cover three of my tips to stand out as an aspiring pro dancer from your judge's perspective. So first, I want you to treat the audition process, the entire process as an audition. Because what we see often is dancers will show up ready to go as soon as the coaches and the judges walk out. They're pulled up, they're smiling, they're so engaging. But what are the steps that come along the way and the people that you come across along the way that are still giving that lasting impression during the process? First, starting off with when you're going to prep class, you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward throughout that entire process. You want to make sure that your hair and makeup ready, that you are looking at what the attire is. Normally it's just, you know, dance clothes, form fitting outfit, sports bra and shorts, or um, a sports bra and pants or tank and shorts and pants, whatever it is, make sure that you're looking at the website to make sure that you're showing up as the team's directing you to, but also make sure that you are putting that best foot forward because oftentimes we'll see a dancer in prep class and they don't necessarily do it well during the audition process. When you do put your best foot forward at prep classes, it can sometimes save you in the initial audition if you know nerves get the best of you or something like that. So always making sure that you are putting your best foot forward throughout that entire process, especially at prep classes when you're getting the coaches undivided attention for a smaller amount of people. Because when you're at prep classes, there's maybe 30, 50 people at or at that prep class versus at auditions, you could have 150, 200, 300, 400 people. So it really is that time for you to stand out and to stand out, you got to be on your best behavior and put that best foot forward. Second piece that is overlooked of treating the entire process as an audition can be your application and your resume. 
So I have been someone who has put on the entire process of an audition from setting up the social posts, the the event, to looking at resumes and applications, looking at social media, and, and doing every single part of the audition process. And I will say that oftentimes dancers just submit a resume and application without putting that thoughtfulness and time and intention behind it because it's just, oh, let me just do this application because it's being asked of me. Are there spelling errors? Are you putting your dance and work experience in your resume? How can you showcase who you are outside of dance and work in your application and your resume to be able to showcase who you are as an individual? Because we're not just hiring dancers, we're hiring brand ambassadors and individuals who are going to be representing world-known organization. And so to be able to have a well-thought and put-together application resume is a huge piece of the puzzle that often gets overlooked. One of the things that I've noticed is, again, this is because I've been on kind of the back end of setting up auditions. Oftentimes we'll get dancers who email in And making sure that you are still, one, respectful when you're emailing in because you don't know who is behind that email address and who you're corresponding with, but also making sure that you are researching and that you're checking the audition page prior to emailing in so that you're not taking up you know, a coaches or someone on the entertainment side's time for a question that could be answered easily by just doing your research, right? Google is your best friend. The internet is your best friend. You use it all the time. So make sure that you are really fully leveraging that before you're going and saying, hey, what should I wear to auditions? Most of the time that there is, you know, the audition protocol or what to expect and part of that is attire. And so making sure that you're doing your due diligence first before you email in and um, emailing in with respect and professionalism is always super helpful. Okay. My second main tip for how to stand out during the pro audition process, I would say audit your social media. Again, this is another overlooked piece, but oftentimes once you make it past semifinals or the first day, depending on the team that you're auditioning for and how they run their team, you're not going to hear this from a coach or the judging team or the judges, but I can tell you that social media is such an essential part of the process that you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you did not make sure that it was buttoned up. Your LinkedIn your TikTok, your close friend stories, your stories, your Instagram feed, um, Snapchat, all of those things are not only representation of you, how you show up, but also when you make it onto a team, you're then representing your teammates, you're representing your team, you're representing the league as a whole. And so while you might just be going to go dance for a team and live out your passion of being a professional dancer, you have to think about it from a business perspective and a professional perspective in that you are no longer just yourself. You are a bigger representation of so many things. And so that's why it's so important to have a great social media presence. You don't have to be on social media. You don't have to have a large social media presence, but you have to know 
how you're putting yourself out there and and doing so in a professional way. Some teams don't like let their dancers post that they're on a team. Some do. And with that, oftentimes comes greater responsibility because then all eyes are on you. And nowadays, people can find you so easily with everything that goes on in social media and algorithms and everything. Plus, oftentimes, if you're on a team, you see a post on your team's Instagram, you comment on it. Fans are very smart. They can find you. And so that is another reason why you really want to make sure that what you're putting out there is something that is putting yourself in the best light. My third and final piece is that you kind of want the judges to not know that you are auditioning for your first time to be on a team. It could be your second time auditioning, your fifth time auditioning, but you're wanting this to be your rookie season. And how you do that is really doing your research on what the team wants you to wear. If you listen to a couple episodes back, Brooke Preston, who was on the Clippers dance team for nine seasons, she talked about her experience. And I definitely recommend that you go listen to that. But she was saying how they didn't want the typical audition attire. And so every team truly is different. And that's where coming back and doing your research is such an important piece of the puzzle to be able to show up prepared and ready. And you are looking like one of the veterans to the judges. Because oftentimes we'll go back, obviously the coaches know who the rookies are and veterans are and who's been on the team. But oftentimes we'll go back into the deliberation room and judges who are new to the space or this is their first time with us, they'll go, oh, this person was on the team last year, right? Or there's no way that this person wasn't on the team last year because individuals showed up so on point and pulled together that they couldn't tell the difference between that dancer who has never been on the team before and someone who is a veteran or hopeful veteran. Being able to emulate different pieces of what the current team looks like is going to be the thing that helps you look like you are a returning veteran, even if you're not. So you have research, you have your look, and that doesn't mean that you have to look like every single dancer that's on the team. That's not what I'm saying. I know the gold rush, they only wear red lips. What is that shade of red that works for you, right? What are the intricacies and individualized elements that makes the team that or teams that you are auditioning for unique? And how can you show up to auditions prepared with that? So Brooke said they didn't want anyone in rhinestones or or two pieces, whatever that meant for them. So making sure that you are showcasing the look. So do they allow piercings? Do they allow tattoos? What is the attire that they're wanting? Do they have more of a glam look or is it more of a simple look? All of those different things. The Laker girls are known so well for their scrunchy socks, right? What are those different elements that makes a team unique that you can bring forward for your audition process? Also, what makes you stand out as a non-veteran, but wanting to look like a veteran is making sure that your headshot is up to date and looking good. You don't have to have a professional headshot by any means, but it could, it could help if you don't have access to 
a great phone or, you know, you wanted to get your makeup done and hair done and, and do the professional route, but you don't have to. How can you be in a well-lit area with a good camera phone and take some photos that just showcase you as you are right now? So sometimes you'll have, we'll have dancers who show up that are blonde in their photo, but now they're brunette in front of us. You want to make sure that you're emulating what you currently look like in your photo and your headshot, because oftentimes when you go back to the deliberation room, we'll hold up the headshot. And if you have a different hair color, different look, oftentimes we won't be able to remember you because there are so many dancers in front of us. So making sure that that headshot really represents what you look like at auditions. And then lastly, how can you know the style that you are going to be hopefully learning at auditions? Oftentimes teams will use the same choreographer during the season as they do for auditions, or they'll use the same choreographer every single year for auditions. How can you learn from those choreographers and be able to really embrace yourself into that team's style? Because each team, as we've discussed, is completely different, right? And so can you do the hip hop style that they normally do? Or this funky jazz that they normally do and really learning as much as you possibly can about that team. There also are some fundamental things that help dancers across the board between most pro teams, power, performance, levels, execution, and being full out. I know that when I was first auditioning and on the Suns moving over to the Warriors, it was a big transition for me because the expectation of dancing when I was on the Suns was a little bit more lax than when I was on the Warriors. And I was a lyrical, light and flowy dancer. And Warriors was very hip hop based. And so figuring out how to dance with more power, dance with more execution, dance full out and be able to do levels, all of those things at the same time, that was definitely a learning curve for me and something that I worked on all the time because we were such powerhouse dancers and performers and had really high energy hip hop routines that we were doing. And so making sure that you're surrounding yourself with teachers, coaches, mentors that can really push you to be able to dance full out. And if you don't know what that means and that you want support with that, that is exactly what I created TCC for is to support you on this journey and push you to be the best dancer you can be and also work on some of these foundational things like your resume and how you show up on social media and all those things. So if any of this today was a light bulb moment of Oh, some of the things that I need to work on. Feel free to DM us at the Cultivate Code. We can chat, see if we have a program that's the right fit for you, and would love to support you on this journey. And if you liked this episode, feel free to share it with friends and you can like and subscribe us on the platform that you are on because that will help us in getting to more dancers just like you. Hopefully this was helpful for you and I'll talk to you next week.